Hello friends, this is Pastor Bill Clark. Welcome to the podcast. Hello friends are the first two words I begin each message that I get the privilege to share each Sunday. I get to tell my friends about the greatest friend, Jesus Christ. I also consider friends to be one of the greatest gifts a person can have in this earthly life. Most of the episodes will be messages I share each Sunday, but from time to time, I'll invite a friend to share some of their life with us over a beverage. I pray these episodes bless you and help you on this journey of life. God's blessings to you, friend. This is a message I shared on Sunday, November 5th, 2023. It was All Saints Sunday. That's the Sunday we remember all those who passed before us. The message is based on the Beatitudes from the beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Hello, friends. Well, today is a day in the church here that we set aside to remember all the saints that had gone before us. On this side of eternity, we are both saint and sinner. We are at the same time a poor, miserable sinner and the same time also a child of God saved by His grace. Some people who have their sainthood today, some may wonder, how did that happen? If I were to guess about old fill in the name, right? Fill in the blank. One might wonder about when they pass from this life to the next, did they become more of a sinner than a saint? It's not our duty to judge others as Christians. Jesus didn't tell us to go and judge others. Jesus told us to go. Make disciples of all nations. The more people that hear about Jesus, the more saints that will be in heaven. When we look at All Saints Day, this side of heaven, we think about this great expanse, right? This great expanse between those who are saints and those of us who are still saint and sinner. I want you to try to think of All Saints Day today a little differently. Don't focus on this separation, this great tribulation that we're in between the saints and us here on earth. Today I want you to look at All Saints Day in this way. In Christ, we are all one. The saints of old united with us here in the present who are together are one with those who will yet join the mighty throne. Almost every congregation has that one person. It's a lady, usually. Retired grandma, right? Widower. Who attends every single Bible study, doesn't she? If they had a Bible study that started at 5 a.m. in the morning at a local restaurant, she would be there, along with the Sunday morning Bible study and all the weekly Bible studies that are held at the church. Besides all the Bible studies, she was always so full of optimism and eager to learn. 
When she spoke at Bible study, it was usually something insightful and worthwhile. And sometimes it even left the pastor internally embarrassed because, well, he'd missed a point. The only flaw in her was the questions that came up from listening to videos and reading articles that were on the internet and on social media. Yes, she was a tech-savvy grandma also on top of everything else. Reading things on the internet. Be careful what you read on the internet. It's just as important to know who put the information on the internet. It's important to know the source of the information. You know, many times I'll get people come up to me and say, Pastor, I was reading on the internet about filling the subject, right? And they'll give me a little bit of background about what they read about. And they'll ask me, what do you think about it? Well, my first response to you is going to be back as this. What's the website and who wrote it, right? Because we know now that anybody can put anything on the Internet. We used to accept back in the day that anything that was printed in a newspaper was completely true. But we know now that that's not always the case. Just because it's on the Internet does not mean it is true. Now, on the other hand, I don't want you to scare you away from reading articles or watching videos on the Internet. Do your research. Know who is the author. Know the website. Then read the article or watch the video. So back to our dear lady, our, dear, our tech-segvy grandma who reads articles on the Internet, watches videos on YouTube. On one occasion, she asked this seemingly innocent question. Pastor? How do we know if our faith is growing? How do we know if our faith is growing? It's a great question, isn't it? It's a question we all have. I want to know God more and more. I want to connect with God more and more. I want my faith to look like, well, that dear lady in Bible study. How do we know if our faith is growing? My first thought was, what's the question or thoughts behind that question? What's the question behind the question? See, just one week after Reformation, we know that the more good works we do is not more evidence of faith. As Christians, we know the battle that is a very short distance from taking stock of my works to putting my trust in faith. In other words, placing more faith in the things we do than faith in Jesus Christ. So how do we answer this very sincere question? How do we know? How do we know if our faith is growing? Well, let's approach it from a little different perspective. Instead of talking about our faith, let's talk about our status before God. Would you say that with each passing day, you come to a deeper understanding of your own sinfulness? And even have an appreciation for the ways that the devil tempts you. Because we all know it's true. If each day brings you to a deeper awareness of your sinful condition, does it also convince you even more clearly and to a greater degree with each passing day that you need a Savior? We all know and confess that's true. And in that case, it would seem that your faith is growing indeed. 
as each day you learn to cling ever more tightly to Jesus, trusting in his righteousness and not your own. Now, after giving that answer to that dear lady, you might walk away and, from that question and answer and feel you've been pretty successful in answering the concern and the question. And more important, avoiding the trap of putting the wrong focus on faith because once a word escapes your mouth, you can't take it back in, right? And if you want to be reminded of the wrong focus of faith, go back to last week's message on the Reformation. But then after you think about this question from this dear lady, you've had this interaction, more times than not, you st- I still keep thinking about these questions like this, right? Was there a better way to respond to the question? And then it'll hit you, there was. And that usually happens after I read Scripture. Or as of late when I watch The Chosen. Now, I knew The Chosen. We were doing The Chosen for Thursday morning Bible study. I knew The Chosen was this well-done series about the Twelve Apostles and the earthly ministry of Jesus. But after watching the first season, I can't tell you how impressed I am with it. We're going to play a clip from season two where Matthew and Jesus, they're discussing the upcoming Sermon on the Mount because they know a bunch of people are going to show up to hear what Jesus has to say. And Jesus is thinking about how is he going to start this great sermon. Meanwhile, Matthew's been trying to make sure that Jesus answered the question for the people where they could find him. Because at this time, Jesus is starting to move around and the people know it. He goes from town to town. And they want to find him. They want to know where he is so they can listen to his teaching. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Yes. But how is it the map? If someone wants to find me, those are the groups they should look for. <laughs> and then? You are the salt of the earth. I consider the chosen to be another tool for us to learn. Similar to like when we went through the story, if you remember, the chosen along with the story do not replace God's holy word, but are instead another tool for us to learn. A tool to lead us to open our Bible and learn. What I like most about the chosen is the human side it shows of Jesus and the apostles. How they interacted, how they did life together during those three years of ministry with Jesus. I wish YouTube was around when I was a kid because I found that I'm a visual learner, right? I love to watch videos about stuff. I fixed more stuff in my house watching YouTube videos than I could ever dream of. You see? But in these videos, you see the nonverbal, you see the body language, right? When Jesus just simply turns in the last Beatitudes and talks to Matthew. It's powerful. It's something we don't get in Scripture. So I encourage you to watch The Chosen. It's free. It's on Netflix, on a bunch of other different streaming services. If you need to, I can send the tech-savvy grandma over to your house, and she can help you download the app to watch it, all right? But I suggest I couldn't find the, the, the version that I wanted to play. I wanted to have the closed captioning on, because as you can tell, the dialect and the way they speak, sometimes it's hard to hear what Jesus says, and they say in this. So I, I do encourage you to watch it with the closed captioning on. I've also started to watch it with my Bible open to look at Scripture and you'd be amazed how many times they are quoting directly out of Scripture in this. Now you're probably saying, okay, Pastor, that's great. You can just watch a scene in this chosen and you know exactly what Scripture it comes from. Well, let me, let me give you a little pastor secret, right? You open up your computer, you punch up Google and you type in Jesus beginning Sermon on the Mount, right? If you don't know. And you hit enter, and guess what happens? Google will give you the Bible verses, and you can look them up in your Bible. Now, I also have notes. As I've been going through it, I've been making notes because there's a lot of things that tie back to Old Testament, things that are looking forward. So there's notes in there, things, there's just little things. 
that you could miss, but if you want notes and have questions, just let me know. But I encourage you to watch it. So, the better answer to the question, how do we know if our faith is growing? Well, I found these words. They're not my words. The very words of Jesus from the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's us. See, Jesus' words don't get directly to the point of a person's growth in faith, but they hit the nail on the head. When it comes to describing the truth about us, because we are poor in spirit. And it's really, he's putting it mildly, because implied in those words is the fact that we are utterly destitute. We lack completely any standing in God's sight, and we have no resources at our own disposal to gain God's favor. That's the honest truth that God would have every one of his saints confess that we are poor, miserable sinners who are incapable of freeing ourselves from our sinful condition. And yet, what does Jesus have to say about our pitiful state? The kingdom of heaven is yours. The kingdom of heaven is yours. Perhaps you noticed one of those now but not yet tensions in these words from Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount that makes them the perfect reading for All Saints Day today. We've already heard the now perspective and the opening beatitude. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven, here, right now, in our own time and space. We also hear the exact same declaration near the end of the Beatitudes. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. But in between, we experience the not yet reality of our life in Christ. The kingdom of God is indeed ours, with Christ reigning in our midst even now, bringing us life and salvation. The truth is that the saints of God are, you could say, us. We're in a holding pattern. Waiting. Waiting for the consummation of all things. When Jesus talks about those who mourn being comforted. When Jesus talks about the lowly inheriting the earth. When Jesus talks about those who hunger and thirst for righteousness being satisfied. When Jesus talks about the merciful being shown mercy. When Jesus talks about the pure of heart seeing God. When Jesus talks about the peacemakers being called sons of God. When we hear these words from Jesus, you can't deny there awaits those who trust in the Lord a glorious day of redemption at His return. This will be the final day when we will know comfort beyond all bounds. We will be fully satisfied by God's perfect righteousness that day that we will see God face to face. That very day, and we will receive our full identity as children of God. The kingdom of heaven is yours. That glorious day is indeed ours. Just not quite yet, though. For the present, for the saints that are this side of the glorious day, the Beatitudes perfectly describe the followers of Jesus. God's reign has come among us even now, but nevertheless we mourn. Not in the sense that we typically speak of as in mourning someone's death, but mourning our sinful condition in this great tribulation 
in which we live. We are the lonely one, lowly ones, not in some sort of self-humbling condition, but in that we are oppressed by Satan and unable to save ourselves and thus must fully rely on God. We are the peacemakers, not in the mold of like the United Nations peacekeeping delegation, but in a biblical sense of those who bring the good news of peace to a broken and dying world. Whether it's a pastor on a Sunday morning speaking the words and proclaiming the good news of peace with God or a mother who tenderly cares for her child, telling the simple words of the Savior who died for all. That dear saint, the retired grandma, the elderly woman who attended all the Bible studies of the church, is one of those peacemakers. She possesses a childlike faith that is deeply profound and found unassuming ways to bring the lasting peace of Christ to those around her. You remember those dear saints of your church. The retired woman even more after they are granted their, their eternal rest. Even though you admire and look up to someone like that in your church in your life, they are also like so many of God's faithful warriors. Because her fight at times had been fierce. Her battle, long. We just didn't see it. Yet even, even in the midst of strife, in the midst of battle, her faith was growing. It was growing when it seemed the events in her life made her feel the opposite. And the same is true for us. Through the peaks and valleys, the ups and downs of our life, our faith continues to grow when we cling to the cross of Jesus Christ. Think about how different it look, would look to be a Christian without the cross of Jesus Christ. Our faith would look and be so much different. But because of the grace and mercy of God our Father, we are saved because of our faith in Him. The same faith that our dear retired church member had. The same faith that many whom we love have gone before us. Because we miss those who have gone before us. Those who we held up as great examples of faith, we miss. We miss spouses and children, aunts and uncles, cousins, friends, church members. All who clung to faith in, in the cross of Jesus Christ. Days like today, we tend to mourn more of what we're missing in our lives. And that's okay. It's part of the journey we take on this earth when someone we love passes. We miss them. But through our mourning, Jesus tells us to rejoice. Remember that loved one has come to their glorious day of a saint, and that glorious day indeed is ours also. Just not quite yet. though. Rejoice and be glad, Jesus tells us. Great is their reward. Great is your reward. Great is your reward for the kingdom of heaven is yours already. Amen.
Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. If you have any questions about anything that we share in our messages, any questions on faith, any just general questions, get a hold of me. I'd love to have a conversation. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day. God bless.